Hello and welcome to the Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids. There's the bell that calls class to order, Quiz Kids. And listen, here's today's first question. If Hawaii is entered as the 49th state, will Delaware then be the smallest state? How about that, friends? Is the answer on the tip of your tongue? Well, let's hear what the youngsters here in radio's famous classroom of the air have to say. And here they are, the Quiz Kids and the Chief Quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Welcome to another competitive question session with the Quiz Kids. Are you settled comfortably there by your radio? Well, fine. You're ready to listen then, and we're ready to begin this battle of brains. On hand this afternoon to join in a mental tussle, we have Joel. I'm Joel Coverman. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade in the Volt School. David? I'm David Prosca. I'm 11 years old. And in uh, 1B at the Farragut High School, Chicago. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old, and I'm in 7B at the Fort Dearborn School. Melvin? I'm Melvin Miles. I'm 5 years old. I'm going to Kindergarten North Park School. And back from vacation, Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at Lincoln Junior High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. All right, fine. Now let's return to your first question from Margaret L. Boswell of Lakeland, Florida, who asks... If Hawaii is entered as the 49th state, will Delaware then be the smallest state? We have four hands up, and Patrick's hand was up first. Well, uh, no, it wouldn't because Rhode Island is the smallest state. That's right. Absolutely right. Rhode Island wouldn't. is and still would be the smallest state in the union. Good for you. You didn't let that one stump you. That's absolutely right. Now, for sending in that question, Alka-Seltzer sends Margaret L. Boswell of Lakeland, Florida, a fine Zenith Transoceanic shortwave portable radio, the most outstanding portable on the market today. Now, that's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss, Alka-Seltzer sends you a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra Tone Arm, two FM bands, the whole works. And this set is a real beauty. So try your hand at stumping these youngsters, friends. Send your questions to Quiz Kids, Chicago. 
Now, since Mayor Kennelly has declared this great books week here in Chicago, this question from John S. Harmon of this city is very appropriate. There is a great book which is written about pygmies, giants, strange scientists, men who never die, people who are worse than animals, and horses that are better than men. What is the book? Joel. Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Betty Flanagan of New York believes that all children enjoy visiting the zoo, and she reminds us that it is no easy problem to keep our zoos filled with interesting animals. Now, supposing you kids were going to help Frank Buck bring them back alive, how would you capture these animals? How would you capture elephants? Elephants. Well, you build a corral, and then they, when the uh, natives, they uh, just they uh, the ones that they pick out the ones that they like after they have them in the corral, and the ones that they want, they tie them onto the hind legs, put their hind legs onto the heavy posts, and then what happens? They let the ones that they don't want, they let them go out. Well, what do you know about that? Now, Melvin, he knows how to capture elephants, yes, sir. How about the orangutan, Lonnie? Well, I just, that's a kind of a monkey. I've, uh, in the stories I've read, they uh, take a gourd or something with a hole and they drop a piece of fruit inside and they reach in with his hands and he couldn't get the piece of fruit out without, let, or he couldn't get his hand out without letting the piece of fruit go and he that doesn't have sense enough to take his hand out and drop the fruit. Uh-huh. So, well, uh, that, let's see. Now, Melvin has his hand up, too. What were you going to say, Melvin? Well, they uh, chopped down all the trees in the jungle except the one that the orangutan is in. That's, that's and right, they, yeah. Now, and that's then just what they the, do. Yes, sir. And then they, they, uh, they coax the animal into a cage that's uh, hoisted yes, up in the tree. They put a lot of good fruit that they like, and they're all nice uh, ripe bananas and certain uh, special jungle fruit, and then he, uh, then all of a sudden he reaches in it, and the sliding door closes, and he's in there, except he's still kept alive. Yeah, okay. that's right, team. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, that's, that's fine, Melvin. He, he not only gets his hand in there, he gets all of him in there, doesn't he? <laughs> well, this question from uh, Sally Lepavsky of Chicago combines history with music. You must get two out of three. Now, what scientist would not have made a discovery in physics if he had taken this advice? <laughs> Well, that is Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. Well, that'd be Sir Isaac Newton. That's right. Absolutely right. Uh-huh. Now, we would have missed a story about what gallant English gentleman if he had taken the advice of this song. Patrick. Well, that would be Sir Walter Raleigh, because that's button up your overcoat. And he <laughs> set true. it down for the Queen. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, uh, who would not have made a discovery if it hadn't been for a certain... All right, kids. What's the name of that selection? What is the name of that? You give up? Well, the name of it is Lady of Spain, so... 
Bonnie. That could have been a lot of the explorers who were uh, who were unsuccessful. Well, it could be Columbus. Famous... Well, Columbus. It could Columbus. be, or any That's... others that w- couldn't get help to go to the New World from their own country, but went to the Queen of Spain, That's the First right. Lady of Spain, to get help. Columbus. Yes, Queen was... Isabella of Spain gave Columbus the help he sought. Well, I only asked for two out of three, and I had to help you with that third part. So that still takes care of the question very nicely. Now, before we consider this next question, Quiz Kids, Bob Murphy has something to say about tomorrow. That's right, Joe. And you know, friends, Monday morning can certainly take on a deep bluish cast if you wake up with a headache as a result of irregular weekend hours. But remember, you don't have to suffer along with that headache pain trying to chalk up some kind of endurance record. That is, you don't have to if you have Alka-Seltzer handy. Yes, an Alka-Seltzer tablet or two dissolved in a glass of water will give you a sparkling, effervescent solution to help that headache become a thing of the past and in a hurry, too. You bet. You can rely on Alka-Seltzer to give you fast, effective relief because it contains a dependable pain-relieving agent that is already dissolved when you drink it, and therefore right ready to go to work on your headache discomfort. You'll really be amazed how soon you begin to feel better. So tomorrow morning, or any time a headache threatens to interfere with your work or pleasure, get the fast, effective relief you want by taking Alka-Seltzer. Check on your Alka-Seltzer supply right now. Remember, if those tablets are down to four, that's the time to buy some more. Well, let's see if you quiz kids can figure out this tricky catch question from Gladys Blackwell of Baltimore, Maryland. How could you buy 17 three-cent stamps for a cent and a half without the government's losing anything? Now, there is a loser. How could you buy 17 three-cent stamps for a cent and a half without the government's losing anything? Pat? Well, uh, I think uh, you could buy and you could make them into uh, one-and-a-half-cent stamps. Well, how would you arrive at 17 three-cent stamps? Joel? Well, uh, half might be a half a dollar, so half a dollar plus one cent is 51 cents, which equals 17 times three, so it'll check out. That's the answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> you could buy 17 three-cent stamps for a cent and a half dollar. <laughs> That's a cutie, isn't it? Mrs. C.L. Walters of Shell, Wyoming, wants you children to try this question. Unscramble the letters T, 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 A, and rearrange them so that they form the first letters of four words that were once a famous political campaign slogan. Patrick. Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. That's right. Uh-huh. Now unscramble the following and get the first letters of another political campaign slogan. F, 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 O. Patrick. Well, I, I was wrong there. I got the wrong one. Oh. F, 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 O. Unscramble those letters now. And that gives you another, that is, after you rearrange them, gives you another political campaign slogan. Quite a few years ago. Old timer. You give up? All right. Fifty four forty or fight slogan of James Polk in the election of eighteen forty four. Well, you missed uh, one part. That was a two part question. So that means that uh, Mrs. C. L. Walters of Shell, Wyoming, gets a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka Seltzer. 
Well, now, we, we can't get all of them, so don't feel discouraged. And since you quiz kids may have heard your friends, big brothers and sisters, talking about going to college, Fred Chesiepin of uh, Plant City, Florida, wants to try you on this question. If a father decided to send his son to a college whose name might be in keeping with his business, what college might his son go to? Now, what college would the son of a locksmith attend? Lonnie. Isn't there one at Lock Haven? At Lock Haven, I... I'm I, not sure. Well, I, maybe I, Kentucky. I, I, oh, Kentucky. Huh? Maybe Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, that's a, that's a good answer, all right. I'm thinking of another one. Uh, Patrick? Well, there's a Yale Lock. So Yale. Yale. That's the one I was thinking of. Yale. Uh-huh. Now, the son of an Iowa farmer. The son of an Iowa farmer. David? Cornell. Cornell. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I just happened to think of one. Uh, now, uh, this isn't on my card, so if you miss it, it won't count in the scoring. Uh, what college would the son of a highway builder attend? Ah, uh, this one's on me. <laughs> Melvin? Well, uh, uh, I don't, I couldn't uh, name any of, of them, but I, I could say what they would be learning up, they have to learn how to uh, build a highway. Yeah, that's right. Well, now, that's very good logic, Melvin. Very good logic. Uh, Lonnie? Rhode Island. Huh? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. That's all right. Uh, Joel? Well, they'd go to an engineering uh, school or, uh, say, Georgia Tech. Yeah, well, I'll tell you now, as I said before, I, I thought this one up myself, and uh, I hope it sounds funny. I was thinking of... Uh, Two lane. Oh. Oh, dear. That was, that was cornier than that one about Cornell, wasn't it? <laughs> Here's an interesting question from Lucille Wall of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. You kids are to try to give a thumbnail sketch of the following stories. Just tell in two or three sentences what the story is about. Now, remember, you must use only two or three sentences at the most to tell what the story is about. First story is Kidnapped by Robert Louis Stevenson. Patrick? Well, uh, David Balfour uh, gets on a ship, and uh, he finds some amazing friends there, and he finds out his uncle is a no-good crook, and finally he returns home, and the uncle gets his just desserts. <laughs> That's very good, very good, Patrick. Uh, the next story is The Taxi That Hurried by Lucy S. Mitchell. Uh, Melvin? Well, he he wanted to uh, take people. He was a, a little uh, taxi that hurried. He was a taxi that hurried, and he wanted to get somebody over to a, to a railroad station fast. Yeah. Oh, fine, 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 yeah. That's all right. I forgot the two or three sentence restriction there. That, that's very, very good, Melvin. Now then, Dorothy Bussey of Chicago has noticed that the names and nicknames of several baseball players, past and present, uh, might give one the impression that the players were citizens of a foreign country. Now, that's the idea, see? That, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Uh, wait, well, I pose the question here. Uh, the name of what player suggests that he might have lived in France. Now you can hold up your hands. Where are your hands now? <laughs> uh, David. Larry French of the Chicago Cubs. Larry French. Uh, well, uh, Larry isn't with the Chicago Cubs Not anymore. now. Uh-huh. And Lonnie? Frenchie Bordegaray. That's right. That's another one. And Joel, what were you going to say? I was going to say French, too. All right. The name of what player might suggest he lived in England? 
the name of what player might suggest he lived in England? David? Woody English? Woody English. Right, Lonnie. Anyone whose name begins with Bobby, because the English policemen's are Bobbies. Bobby? That's right. Huh? The nickname of what baseball player suggests he lived in Holland? Lonnie? Dutch McCall of the Chicago Cubs. Very good. David. Or Dutch Leonard. Dutch Leonard. Right. Say, we certainly went through that like nobody's business. Now, we should have a lot of fun with this question from Grace Hayes Degner of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, kids. She says that if you take the words formed by certain chemistry symbols and repeat them aloud twice, it will suggest the sound made by an animal or bird. Now, you must get two out of three. What sound are you imitating when you say the word formed by the symbol for barium twice? Pat. Ba-ba, that would be a sheep. Sheep, that's right, uh-huh. Now the symbol for sodium. Lonnie. Yes, er, er, what? sodium is, uh, wait a second, that's N-E, isn't it? No, no, David. Well, it would be N-A. N-A. Nah, nah, but I don't, I couldn't think Lonnie? of any Lonnie? Nay, nay, horse. Horse, uh-huh. Or, uh, uh, uh could be, uh, Joe? Well, human being. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> How about copper? Copper. Lonnie. Oh, wait a second. Copper is C. C-U. That's so? C-U. C-U. Yeah, would be what? Oh. Patrick. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. cuckoo bird. <laughs> that's right, the cuckoo bird. Now, here's a confusing little math problem from C.H. Dietz of Sepulpa, Oklahoma. At least it sounds confusing to me, kids. If up is one-half the distance of down, and down equals 20.888 plus one-fifteenth the number of days in November... How high is up? Joe? Let's see. Uh, down equals 20.88 uh, point, point plus. Plus? Plus 115th the days in November is 2. Yep. So it'll be 2 plus 20.88 plus, yeah. or 22.88 plus. So? so up would be 11.44 plus. That's absolutely right. That's correct. <laughs> We'll select another puzzler from our Alka-Seltzer question box after we hear from Bob Murphy. Thanks, Joe. And friends, do you realize that thousands of folks keep Alka-Seltzer in their homes? They'd never think of being without it. Now, there must be a good reason for this preference. Oh, there is, Mr. Murphy. More than one reason. First, I always want Alka-Seltzer handy for headaches. You've no idea how many things can go wrong in a household in just one day. Nervousness and fatigue can bring on a headache. And when they do, I certainly want the wonderful relief I can get from Alka-Seltzer. Yes, that's a good reason. And then when my husband comes home feeling irritable and upset with acid indigestion, well, I just tell him, be wise, alkalize with Alka-Seltzer. Yes, yes, go on. Well, on Saturdays when I do my regular weekly house cleaning, my muscles often get sore and tense. But good old Alka-Seltzer comes to the rescue. And how about cold? Oh, yes. Now that fall is here, we'll keep plenty of Alka-Seltzer on hand for relief from that achy, feverish feeling of colds, too. Honestly, just like you say, Mr. Murphy, Alka-Seltzer is so good for so many of our everyday ailments that, well, I not only wouldn't think of being without it, I always buy two packages instead of one. Now, there's a woman who knows her Alka-Seltzer and friends that can pay you to follow her good example. Never be without Alka-Seltzer in your home. All drugstores sell Alka-Seltzer, and as a safeguard, buy two packages instead of one. Yes, always keep an extra package handy. 
Remember that extra package on the side keeps the household well supplied. All right, children, here we go with more questions. Oren Davenport, Jr. of Chicago, wants to know what you quiz kids consider your favorite game. Now, what do you like to play the best? David? Well, I have two that I like the most. That would be football and baseball. Football and and, uh, baseball. And Lonnie? Oh, I like football and baseball and golf and ping pong and lots of others. Oh, you like all of them, don't you? Joel? Well, I like football and football season and baseball and baseball season. And also, during the seasons, I like soccer and golf. Oh, fine. And Patrick? Well, uh, my favorite sport is one that I have, again, I've never had a chance to... Practice, that's fencing. Oh, fencing. Mm hmm. Uh huh. But uh, outside of that, I like basketball and baseball. I see. And uh, Melvin? Well, I like to play like on you and Mr. Bob Murphy. You, uh, oh, you mean. <laughs> you mean uh, uh, radio announcing and things? Well, well uh, no, not, not only that. No, I, I like to be you and also Bob Murphy. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you mean, uh, well, could you give us a little sample? Uh, could you show us how you do that? What you mean you put on a quiz show or something like that? Well, I mean, uh, I certain times I ask questions to my mother and dad, but my uh, father is oh. Mister Kelly and I, and I ask him if I could have a chance to be you. Oh. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> yesterday night we didn't have nobody to be Mister Bob Murphy, so I have to be in my mother. Oh. My mother. <laughs> Well, now, uh, Melvin, I, I've got an idea here. Maybe you can help me uh, uh, with it. Uh, supposing you, uh, you you pretend like you're me and then switch and and then pretend like you're Mr. Murphy. Well, uh, how do you mean, uh, Mr. Kelly? Well, how, how do you pretend that you're me? Well, do you ask a question or something? Yes, I do. Well, let's hear you ask a question like I would. Well, uh, certain times I say, how would uh, paper be made? How would paper be? Oh, say, that's that's really a toughie. Yeah. And uh, then uh, you know how it's made, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> well, then, now let's hear you be uh, Mr. Murphy. Elka-Seltzer. Elka-Seltzer for cold. Elka-Seltzer fast and injection. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, now, I just want to tell you, Mr. Murphy, better be careful now. Yes, sir. Why should he be careful? Well, yes, sir, I'll bet. You know, Mr. Kelly, huh? uh, you know, I'm surprised. Do uh, you, uh, you really know how uh, how paper is made? Now, listen here, Melvin. I am asking the question. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll find that it's made out of wood pulp. Is that right? Yes, and old rag. Oh! <laughs> Say, by golly, I think Mr. Kelly better be careful, too. Yes, sir. I, and I think we better get along some more questions. That that was fine, though. I'll be holding up the whole show. Yeah, I should say so. Well... Hi, golly, I'll bet you have a fine time uh, pretending that you're putting on the quiz kid show. Well, here we go now. Mrs. Olive Christie of this city, who sent in this question, think that if Mr. Truman is elected president, he may keep the same cabinet he has now. 
But if Mr. Dewey is elected, who do you quiz kids think might serve in these capacities? Uh, first, who might be Secretary of State, Patrick? Well, uh, John Foster Dulles mm-hmm. might, or Senator Vandenberg, or uh-huh. even Senator and Secretary of State. But... All right. Joel? Well, it's pretty much a cinch that uh, it'd be John Foster Dulles because he's Mr. Dewey's advisor on foreign affairs and everything. All right, fine. Now, uh, Postmaster General. Postmaster General. If Mr. Dewey is elected, who do you... Quiz kids think might serve in the capacity of Postmaster General. Have any ideas? Joel? Well, I think it probably would be uh, a man from the Middle West, uh, maybe Illinois or Indiana. Maybe oh. Mr. Halleck. Mr. Halleck, yeah. Huh? The, uh, Mr. Dewey's campaign manager. That's possible? Well, he isn't uh, the campaign manager. He's the Republican from Indiana. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Uh, fine. Mm-hmm. Certainly glad I know how they make paper. Uh, mm. uh, oh, uh, <laughs> you can see what kind of a politician I am. Uh, real quick now, kids. Real quick now. Vice President. David. Earl Warren. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought maybe I might get you off guard on that. Marie T. Company of Minneapolis, Minnesota, has a unique way of naming her pets. She takes the color that describes the animal, then rearranges the letters to form the name. See? Now, let's see if you can rearrange the letters in these names to find her pet's color. Her dog is named Nat. What color is he? N-A-T. Patrick. Tan. That's right. T-A-N. T-A-N. Mm-hmm. Her pony is named Gary. What color is he? Melvin. Well, uh, Gary may be maybe white. Well, no. Uh, Lonnie, what were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to ask whether it was spelled G-A-R-Y or G-E-E-R-Y. No, G-A-R-Y. I should have spelled that out. Well, it might be ragey. That is real bright red or something. No, David? Gray. Gray, G-R-A-Y. And she calls her cat Boney. Now, what color is he? Melvin? Boney, well, uh, Boney, let's see. All right, now, what... what uh, what color is Boney? We rearrange the letters in the name Boney. It's spelled E. Uh, it's spelled <laughs> B O N E Y. Almost spelled out the other one for it. Lonnie. Ebony. Ebony. Yeah. <laughs> now this next question from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Cletus M. Bonds Jr. of Birmingham, Alabama. If a ballet dancer who weighs 120 pounds on the earth would weigh only 20 pounds on the moon and could leap six times as high, approximately how much would the same ballet dancer weigh on the sun, and how high could this dancer leap? Lonnie? Well, no one could live on the sun in the first place, because... Well, we're assuming that they could, so we still must get the answer to the question that's posed. David? Well, she would, uh, approximately, she would weigh about 2,600 pounds, and, she, and uh, she wouldn't be able to leap at all. She wouldn't even be able to walk upright. Well, how did, because you, arri- terrific <laughs> how did you arrive at that, David? Because the gravity is so great on the sun. You, can you tell how, how great it is? Well, not exactly, but uh, I read that a 100-pound wa- man would weigh 2,600 pounds on the sun. Uh-huh. And, uh, Joel, what were you going to say? Well, if a 100-pound man would weigh 2,600 pounds, then it wouldn't, uh, 1,200, 120-pound man wouldn't weigh 2,600 pounds, so it would be more than 2,600 pounds. Well, it would, yes. 
The sun's surface gravity is about 27.6 times the Earth's uh, surface uh, gravity. Therefore, a uh, 120-pound ballet dancer would weigh uh, 3,312 pounds. Well, that's that's a miss, kid. That means that Cletus M. Bonds, Jr. of Birmingham, Alabama, will receive one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Well, you all heard the bell, children, but we still have time for this question, who won this afternoon? We'll let our judges tackle that one, and while we're waiting for their reply, here's an important message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Don't take chances. Are you sure you're getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Remember this. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel under par and run down. So take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Sixty capsules, two months supply, only two dollars at any drugstore. Potency guaranteed by Miles Laboratories. Lack of vitamins in your food can keep you from feeling your best and looking your best. You can't afford to take chances. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. All right, now, children, let's see. Um, here's the judge's report on your schoolwork this afternoon. While you listen to your grades, keep this in mind. Whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now then, according to our mathematical formula for scoring, that takes into uh, consideration your age as well as the number of correct answers you gave, the judges report that our entire class missed uh, one question, and uh, Pat and Melvin tied for first, Dave second, well, how do you like this, and Lonnie and Joel tied for third. So we'll see you five back at your desks next week. And we'd like to mark all you listeners present in class next Sunday, too. So plan to be with us, won't you? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz, kids. Goodbye, kids. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Thank you.